0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store
1: to make the switch today. Man, you talk about football and a love of football. Matthew Collar proclaimed when he was in college that he loved football more than sex. Man, that's pretty intense right there. Mr. Purple Insider himself, he joins us next here. On the Lake Show, courtesy of the John Schuster Cole Baker Hotline. How you doing, Matthew? Well, <laughs> uh, that was that's a. Uh, I kid I, uh, kid, I kid, I kid. I'm just gonna say this: that um,
0: I was, <laughs> I was, I was in college when I met my wife, who was uh, oh, actually my real girlfriend ever. So I can't say that I love football more than that. In college, whoa, 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 hold on,
1: hold on! I did not know that backstory. You guys met in college?
0: Yeah, yeah. She, ah. uh, I actually, met, she was a she was a freshman, uh, and uh, we went to colleges that were close to each other. But I had a friend that went to her college, and I was a uh, junior. And uh, yep, we met, and we actually our first kind of sort of date was playing one on one basketball because she was a D three basketball
1: player. Wow. All right. Well, that I mean, that's I love the I love the story. Now I feel I hope, I hope now no I feel now I feel terrible because I'm, I'm like oh gosh, right? I'm trying to be funny and i I feel dirty all of a sudden. Anyway, anyway, let me step away from that. How you doing, Matthew?
0: Uh, well, you know, I was fine.
1: <laughs> no offense, man. I wasn't trying to offend you. I wasn't trying to offend you. All no, I right.
0: know, I know, I know. I do love football. That's for sure.
1: Oh gosh. All right. So and here I go. I'm going against you know. Davis here in fantasy football, and of course, this goes a t- touchdown for the Buffalo Bills. Anyway, I- I- my-, my night's not going to be ruined by fantasy football. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, the New York Jets, the very first thing that I want to ask you about is just, man, I mean, Sauce Gardner has been remarkable. Like, he's he's been really, really good, but we got a pretty good whiteout by the name of Justin Jefferson, and the Jets overall defensively, like, they're men. Like, they're really, really good. When you look at the Jets' defense, what, what, what do you think makes them so – I don't even know if dominant's the right word. I mean, you, you can describe them however you, you view them, but what makes them so good?
0: About beastly. Beastly would be maybe the way I would describe them. Yeah, I think that Well, for them it's it's, it's everything. I mean, they are a complete team when it comes to defense. I mean, it starts with Robert Sala who I believe is one of the best defensive minds in the entire NFL. Uh, You can ask the Minnesota Vikings what they think of him after playing him in the playoffs in 2019 and just getting stomped by his defense in the San Francisco 49ers. And then he's built this defense in a very similar type of vein where this team has a bunch of different pass rushers. I mean, are you familiar with the stylings of John Franklin Myers? You might not be, but he's been one of their best players and Williams is an absolute monster, but they're running lots of guys out there. Carl Lawson, who they signed last year, and he got hurt. Um, Michael Clemens. like They got different guys that I think that most people haven't heard of who are coming off the bench. So he's got that rotation of deep pass rushers. And, th- and that's one of the reasons that I think their secondary has been so good. And that's not to take away From Sauce Gardner, but there is a cause and effect when it comes to pass rush and how difficult the uh, things are in the secondary. And I think that there's only one way on God's green earth to stop Justin Jefferson, and that's sacking Kirk Cousins, right? Like that we saw that uh, with the Dallas Cowboys that you can't get the ball to Jefferson if you're face down in the grass. Uh, or the turf, and so I think that that's going to be, you know, the Jets' strategy. It's going to be everybody's strategy. Is how can you get after Kirk Cousins as fast as possible? How can you blow up some of these play accents that they use, and the Jets have the defensive line to do that. They also have multiple good corners. They made one of the best signings in the NFL that hasn't really been talked about a lot, but DJ Reed is a corner that was a free agent this last year, signed a very reasonable deal with the Jets, and he's been phenomenal, so it's not just Jefferson versus Gardner it's Jefferson versus the pass rush Jefferson versus DJ Reed you know can they move him around to get him away from those two guys but even then they have a decent nickel corner and, and good linebackers. so I mean this is like the complete deal. trust me with their quarterback play they would not be seven and four if they didn't have one of the best defenses in the league.
1: All right so Matthew with that being said, the, how concerned are you for the Vikings and Kirk Cousins and protecting Kirk Cousins because of how stout and strong and beastly, um, that Jets defense is? Because Christian Darosaw is not going to play. Hopefully he's trending in the positive direction. I know I saw him last night at the, uh, the Wolves game. Justin Jefferson was at the Wolves game last night. So, so hopefully is on the men, but how concerned are you about that, uh, offensive line?
0: I think it's a major concern still. I mean, uh, they did a great job last week of moving the pocket, getting Kirk Cousins in play action. I think they used play action on almost half of his dropbacks, which we haven't really seen that since Kevin Stefanski or Gary Kubiak. But I think that there was a reason why Stefanski and Kubiak loved those play actions and moving pockets all the time because they knew they had a flawed offensive line. And so O'Connell, that was his great adjustment that he made against New England. But I think this defensive line is more scary by kind of a lot than New England. I think New England had, excuse me, had a great coverage unit and one good pass rusher in Matthew Judon. Whereas New England or, or whereas the Jets, they've got all sorts of ways to pressure you up front, and the biggest one is Quinn and Williams, who is a legit superstar, one of the top guys in terms of pressures in the NFL. And oh, by the way, the Vikings have two guards that rank in the top five in pressures allowed. So that is that right there is the biggest mismatch by far of this game, Quinn and Williams versus the interior, the offensive line. And there's really no good answer for him outside of can you move the pocket, can you get the ball out as quick as possible, and maybe frustrate him a little bit early in the game. But the Vikings kryptonite is still the Vikings kryptonite. So, I mean, I think it's a massive concern. It could look a lot like the Washington game where Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne just completely dominated uh, the interior, of the offensive line, and made it for a long day for Kirk Cousins.
1: Talking to Matthew Colley, he covers the Minnesota Vikings for Purple Insider. He's joining us here on the Lake Show on News Talk eight three zero WCCO on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Man, um, Justin Jefferson, all he does is to squat there and rack up just awards. Um, you, you know, it was revealed what earlier this morning that he was the um, offensive player of the month. Um, just. What type of shot or where would you rank him on a list of if you're a voter of MVP candidates? Like like how high on the list would you have him?
0: And this is a hard one because the MVP, the most valuable player in the league, is always going to be a quarterback. And if you tell me anyone is more valuable than Patrick Mahomes and <laughs> no, that's just bogus, right? I mean that guy is that franchise and he's the reason they're the Super Bowl favorites right now, and, and there's no question about it. And the way that Tua has played, even though he missed a little time, I mean, he's putting up incredible, incredible statistics, and if he does that for the rest of the season, then, yeah, those guys are the most valuable players in the league, kind of hands down. But there is another award that they do give to other guys, which is the Offensive Player of the Year Award, which went to Cooper Cups last year. And I feel like that has become, in recent years, kind of the – hey, you're not a quarterback, but you're still wonderful award, and Justin Jefferson should be at the very top of that list. But as far as most valuable player, I mean, if you're taking it at what it is, even Justin Jefferson today said offenses live and die with their quarterback, and so those guys deserve to be named as the MVPs, and I think that that's right. But if you were trying to make a counter argument to that, um, if you take Justin Jefferson off this team, they are 9-2 and two right now, they got like four wins if you take Justin Jefferson off this team. I mean, he has been basically the offense this year uh, surrounded around him. So he's as valuable as anybody in the league that isn't a quarterback. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's it's most valuable. It's not most valuable non-quarterback.
1: No, no, no. I get that. That, That's why I'm saying how far, how how high would you rank him? Because, yeah, I'm going to have the quarterbacks above him. But when you start looking at other people that aren't quarterbacks, like, is he at the top of that? Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. I think he is the number one non-quarterback in the entire NFL. And part of it is, you know, as great as Tyree Kill has been, that offense has also relied on Jalen Waddell. Whereas the Vikings, I mean, now that they have T.J. Hawkinson, we're starting to see him become a huge part of the offense. It's why that trade was so good uh, is because they needed another player they could rely on, but not in the same way that Jalen Waddell has mattered to the Miami Dolphins. I mean, this has been the Justin Jefferson show where he's going out there and winning games by himself at times. I mean, Buffalo is a good example. But what we saw against New England, I would say the same thing. He won that game. He put that game on his shoulders. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that he is the number one non-quarterback in the entire NFL for value. All
1: right, so, Matthew, when I think about this weekend, there's always a moment in every single Vikings game that has me um, nervous and on pins and needles. And it's going to happen again this weekend, and hopefully it'll be just like all the other games this year. And it's that moment where Adam Thielen takes a tough hit or fall, and he limps off, or he's slow to get up, but then he finds a way to get back on the football field. I just, man, I'm, I'm hoping that we can gut this thing out and he can get to the finish line and and he can make some more spectacular plays this season, but... I have these, I'm holding my breath moments with Adam Thielen. It seems like every single week.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, the thing is with this team is so much that they've gotten away with um, being as healthy as you could possibly be on offense. I mean, they've missed, what, almost like no games outside of Christian Daresaw on the entire offensive side. And with Thielen. He's clearly banged up. There's clearly a reason why he hasn't had that same sort of burst, but we're kind of going on like three years of that now at this point, and they just got to grind through it. And I think that, you know, what they did in the last game where they had some kind of possession receiver type throws for him, and then just one of those deep crossers at the right time to get into the end zone, using him as that red zone threat, that's where he's at his best. And I feel like that's kind of the failure here. Not that they've been a bad red zone team at all, but that's the guy. Like, when you, when you talk about who Kirk Cousins really has his trust for, and also the other team, you see it when you watch it on tape. I mean, they're following Justin Jefferson absolutely everywhere. It's kind of like people used to ask, well, why doesn't Julio Jones score more touchdowns? Because every time they get in the red zone, they put three guys on Julio Jones. Well, it's the same thing for Jefferson, and we saw it last week. So, I mean, I do think that I mean he's still very valuable to this offense, even if he isn't putting up the type of numbers he did a couple of years ago. But if he goes down, KJ Osborne has had no chemistry with Kirk Cousins this year. Jalen Rager can't even get on the field. I mean, past that, it's Jalen Naylor. I mean, there's there's no depth. So this, you know, that's part of the the thing about going nine and two though, is if they want, they can know rest him a little bit or mix some other guys in like they don't and they'll have an opportunity at the end of the year likely to sit everybody in that last game unless they're chasing the number one seed which is possible um but getting healthy going into the playoffs should be a priority as much as i mean they're trying to win these games they want they don't want to fall to the number three seed they want to have the number two they want to chase the number one but also you have to be smart and the same thing goes for delvin cook I feel like they've missed opportunities to rest Elvin Cook sometimes this year for Alexander Madison, who's played, in my mind, very well this season. And it's kind of been like every game is close. You just have to ride some of these guys. But I do think that they need to sneak in some opportunities uh, to get them a little more rest.
1: Final question for Matthew Collin for Purple Insider. What is the recipe for success for the Vikings this weekend? And how do you see this thing shaking out?
0: Ryan Wright punts all day, man. Um, no, I'm, I'm only like 80% joking, but Ryan Wright is an absolute freak. So that has been very helpful for them. You know, I, I really think that it's kind of the same as last week, but you you can't just adjust one time and leave it there. You have to adjust every week, right? So they can't do the same things they did last week because now the Jets know you're going to do those things when it comes to the quick passing game. But how do you carry that over And also, you know, they didn't have very much success with Delvin Cook running the ball and it it almost hurt them at times. And they had to rely on some big plays because of it in the air. You need to hit one or two with Delvin Cook to keep this team at least a little bit concerned about the running game. Because when we've seen in the past Delvin Cook get shut down, that's when defenses usually have success. It it didn't work out that way for the Patriots last week, but normally that has been the case. Um, So I think that that's a big priority. And also just This team has playmakers, and Mike White can get them the ball. They have to pressure Mike White. He was only pressured three times last week against Chicago because Chicago is horrendous. If they can get after him even a little, I think he melts.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Hey, Matthew, man, have an awesome weekend, and I think that I will see you on Sunday at the stadium.
0: Okay, sounds good, man. Thanks for having me, Henry.
1: All right, talk to you. That's Matthew Collard from – whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? Here, you're trying to – Get us all yeah, I'm, into I'm the commercial tr- break I'm, quickly. I'm, I'm trying to – Did you tr- fat-finger it there? I'm trying to rush.
0: No, I just hit the wrong button. Oh,
1: okay. All right. Yeah,
0: I'm, I meant to hit something with uh, the podcast and
1: yeah. – Oh, okay. All right, all right. Well, now we head into break and come back and we'll do our Word on the Street. That's next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old
0: whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.